Hello, my pop culture junkies. We are back at it and slightly a crazy week in pop culture. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then either you're on the right podcast or you're on the very, very wrong podcast. My name is Brooke Hammerling and I am your host. It's Pop Culture Mondays on Thursdays. Pop Culture Guys, I am so excited and I know I say this each week and each week I am very excited, but it is literally one of my greatest pleasures now to have this every week where I am forcing my friends to sit on a screen with me for 30 minutes just to listen to us banter. And um, after two years of not seeing my friends on the reg, it's a delight and a pleasure to be able to get this sort of 30 minutes carved away. And today I am with one of the OGs of Pop Culture Mondays, the actual newsletter. She was of the first 20 of my friends that received it. I am with Pop Culture Icon, perhaps, the artist, the photographer, the student, Miss Candy Fight. Hello, Candy. Hi, Brookie. I'm, I'm beyond thrilled to be here. Like, dream come true. I mean, you really are one of the first people to always give me the feedback on when a new, the newsletter publishes and when we first introduced the pod. I, your, your enthusiasm and, I don't know, just your confidence in me and your excitement over all things pop culture knows no bounds. And I will say one of the things for you guys listening, Candy is married to my other dearest friend, Lydia Paul Green, who is really at the zeitgeist of media. Would you say, Candy? I would say I feel like she knows what's what. You know what's what. I'm I'm a fortunate person to be surrounded by people who know what's going on and who in turn can explain to me what's going on. So I feel I feel lucky. So you're Candy Fight. You're married to Lydia Paul Green. Lydia Paul Green is at the zeitgeist of media. Where would you say you are? I would I would de- absolutely say I'm at the fight geist. <laughs> so I, I am the fight geist. Yes. The fight geist yes. married the zeitgeist. Fight geist married zeitgeist. I'm an ardent fan of Pop Culture Monday, Pop Culture Monday on Thursdays. So, Candy, being that your your wife, Lydia, is at the zeitgeist, and I say this in all seriousness, she uh, was the head of HuffPost. She ran Gimlet podcasts over at Spotify. She's now heading to the New York Times as a columnist in the op-ed section. You, my darling friend, are an artiste. You have made some incredible pieces of art. You make clothes. You get my dog potato amazing outfits like kimonos from (laughs) Japan. And you're studying to be a social worker and do good things with the world. True. How does it a pop culture fit in with your sort of day to day life? I would say like it is pretty pivotal, right? It's as as the social worker in me, it's like this essential self care, right? I need this pop culture, and but the problem has been historically, I don't always know what's happening because I'm not always online. I love those texts from you. You're like, what's happening, Brookie? And I know you don't even mean like what's happening in my life. You're like, just tell me what's happening in the world. Well, I, yeah, I don't really know. Like the whole, the fact that Elon Musk has bought Twitter, is that done now? Yeah. Well, so why don't we get into it? I think we can start with Elon. Cause I think here's the way I'm looking at the conversation for everyone here, including Candy. Who's like, what the fuck am 
I just, what, what, what if I just, what the F? Sorry, I know. I, I owe again, Dash, I owe you more money. But what the F is going on in the world? I think the topics right now, let's, you tell me where you want to start. There's the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard stuff, which is everywhere now and oh. growing in. It's everywhere. It's, uh, and once you hit the cover of the Daily Mail on like the reg, you're like eight stories on the, the front page of the Daily Mail, you know it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And then we have, Elon getting Twitter for that 5420, 420, 420, 420 share price. And while I think it's got to go through all these regulatory issues and get clearance, I don't believe they're going to have any issues there because there's no monopoly. He doesn't own a competitor. It's, you know, taking it private. I don't, my understanding from, you know, my expert watching of uh, Stephanie Rule on MSNBC and Kara Swisher is that there doesn't seem to be any real risk there, but it's going to be about six months before that thing becomes something. So we can talk about Elon and everything that happened this week so far. And, or we can start with Johnny and Amber. Where do you want to go? Well, I'm really fascinated by Elon, or as I refer to him as Grimes' (laughs) ex-husband. He, like, I feel like I have personal knowledge. The other day I was in a Lyft that was an actual Tesla. So I feel like now I know what, you know, Elon Musk is about. Was that your first Tesla? Yeah. You're a New Yorker. You're such a New Yorker. It was my first Tesla and it, I really, it was very enjoyable. <laughs> it was a really nice experience. They are unbelievably beautiful cars. They're Do you really know who the founder of Tesla was? No. Who? Not Elon. Who was it? I don't know. We, we aren't meant to really know. I'm sure it's in the, it's in the, it's in the bowels of. It's in the lore. It's in the lore. It's, um, but he came in and, and, you know, listen, the guy's incredible. I, regardless of where he, he ends up taking this, I, I have to have faith that he is going to do something interesting with it. I love the idea of, I love the, I mean, as much as I love my blue check, I get it. Mm. Um, I love it. That's just an ego He's thing. He's going to take away the check? Well, he had made rumblings about verifying every human and clearing out bots. And to me, I am willing to sacrifice my like blue check mark that I fought tooth and nail for. Um, no, not really. I, it, it really wasn't that challenging. <laughs> um, but I, I am willing to have that and to lose like thousands of followers to make sure that they're human. I mean, really and right. truly, I, I much prefer prefer that. But let me give you the rundown because some of you who are pop culture junkies also are incredibly busy and are catching glimpses of the news. So as what seems like a joke, and it goes back to, there's a tweet from like 2017 when Elon was complaining about Twitter and somebody said, why don't you just buy it? And Elon said, how much? So that's like, I mean, it's clearly been something out there. He's really smart. He has an arsenal of smart people that are in his world, some that we know very well. And, and I like most of the people that I know he leans on for guidance or if, if, if as much as an Elon would lean on anyone. But he came out a couple weeks ago and said, I am, you know, trying to take over Twitter and he buy Twitter. And it was for 5420. And as you know, Candy, I don't know if you've ever heard of, of this thing called weed and 420. I don't, I yes, don't know. <laughs> yes. I have heard about weed. I know a lot. Of have you heard about the now. weed? I've heard about people doing weed all over the place. That's so crazy. Guess, this is what I'm curious about the Elon thing and the Twitter thing. It feels really... Now, you say the two, the 2017 thing, which is actually really helpful because to me, as someone who is not, once again, completely online all the time, 
it seems so fast. Like all of a sudden he's doing it and it's done. And like, I am, I've literally had a pair of shoes in my Zappos cart this whole time, like <laughs> trying to check it out, you know, like I've like, well, so this is a really interesting point. And I, I, first of all, it did happen. I think he's done this with breaking all of the rules and there have been each week that I've now had this pod. I think this has been going on for as long as the pod's been out basically, or maybe a little bit. This is the sixth pod. Um, So each week, you know, he made that announcement and everybody sort of scoffed and then Twitter had to acknowledge it. And then all of a sudden he seemed to be on the board. And then the next thing you know, he's not on the board, even though he shouldn't have technically been on the board without all of this stuff, it all complicated. And then he's like, no, I'm trying to buy this company now. He would, he had bought, become the biggest shareholder and now he's trying to buy the company and now is successful. Whereas everybody, I mean, you heard, I'm sure you listen or have listened to pivot before and you have Scott Galloway mm-hmm. saying, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. There's not going to be the cash. Right. Well, somehow it all happened. But what I found really interesting is that this all was announced yesterday. Clearly it, there's regulation and all these other things that seem to need to be done, but nobody seems to think that's going to be a problem. But then what, where things got really interesting, Interesting, And, you know, maybe it's nothing or maybe it's everything. Maybe it's everything. And the SEC does nothing because my understanding, even though I am the granddaughter, uh, my grandparents were two of the founding members of the SEC. And I don't think they would be particularly pleased as to where the SEC has ended up. It is certainly not how they intended it under Roosevelt, New Dealers. I'm like sounding like an old, I'm talking about Roosevelt on pop culture. <laughs> But anyway, a little history lesson. But what was interesting is that last night, and this is what I find as working with with a lot of rich dudes, sometimes they can't help themselves. So last night, Jack Dorsey, one of the founders of Twitter and the former CEO, did a whole litany of tweets. And those tweets were sort of about, first of all, he started using language that was very reminiscent of Jared Leto, AKA Adam Newman from We Crashed, (laughs) (laughs) which was basically like something about elevating the world's consciousness. That was, that was WeWork's. That again? That was WeWork's vision. And somehow Jack brings this in to the, the forefront of our minds by using something about Twitter as the global consciousness. And how he sort of believes that it's not really a company, it's more of an entity and an ethos or or whatnot, which is as an investor, as a shareholder in Twitter is not something you really want to hear. Like I didn't invest in ether or like a consciousness. I, it's a business, but okay. But, but Jack basically is like, Though, if it has to be a business, the, the singular person that I see being the the one to run it is Elon or to, to own it is Elon. And then because he couldn't in case there was any doubt. So Jack tweeted after the whole, you know, consciousness stuff. He tweeted a Radiohead song, Kid A from the Kid A album. And it's everything in its right place, by the way. <laughs> Candy. He tweeted it from Tidal, which I think is hilarious. Do you know anybody who uses Tidal? It's no, we were really, there was that one album that was on Tidal that we were all very excited about, but 
No, yeah, I don't. It, I definitely don't use it. I didn't even know Tidal was still around. Sorry. And I know. So if any of you who are not familiar, it's a music platform that launched. I was actually at that launch candy. I've never been in a more uncomfortable launch in my entire life. It was years oh ago. It was Jay-Z's music service. And his whole idea was that like, you know, the music services in existence were stealing from artists and this was going to be the artist. And so he paraded out all these incredible artists. Like I'm in this room with like it's Jay and Beyonce and Madonna and Kanye uh, and and I don't even what I mean I, now I don't even remember it was Katy Perry it was a whole list of people but like Madonna was just starting to be on this edge of sort of where she is today and she sort of comes vamping out and put her leg up on the podium and like they they were signing in and it looked like you were in one of those like Christmas movies with like <laughs> like Santa and the elves they had this like big scroll it was like this brown paper scroll and these like giant pens mm. and if that's not that's just how I remember it but I'm pretty sure it was something along those lines and they were like signing this oh, document really this like constitution and it was just really awkward. It was terribly organized. It was, there was so many technical difficulties, which was, you know, an omen to what was to come. Anyway, the fact is Jack has obviously become close with that whole Rick Rubin, Jay-Z right. posse as they are photographed in their, like, you know, walking with their shaggy beards and their expensively scruffy dipped in Varvados outfits or Rick Owens, I should say. Anyway, so he released this, uh, the he put the tweet out everything in its right place and it basically indicated or at least signaled to a great many people that he was perhaps in on it with Elon this had all been something that a group of people like Jack and Elon and maybe there was collusion I don't know but if it comes out that this was all sort of a master plan. Like one of the board members, actually, I think the chairman of the board is this guy, Brett, who is also co-CEO of Salesforce. Salesforce is run by Mark Benioff as well, the founder. So they are both CEOs. Mark Benioff is the protege uh, of Larry Ellison. Larry Ellison is the co-founder and CTO of of Oracle and Larry Ellison is also a, a mentor to Elon and on the board of Tesla. So, and you know what they all have in common? I think, is it the Illuminati? <laughs> it might be. They're what is in, the Illuminati? The, what I think is that it's, they're all white billionaire men that all probably are in this little like WhatsApp group yeah. together. And they, um, maybe they play words with friends. Could you I say bet like, they're on Signal. They're probably on Signal. Yes. They're not on WhatsApp. So Signal yes. is way cooler now. Yes. And could you just see, like, I would love to be in that Signal, the Elon Benioff, oh Brett gosh. Taylor, Jack Dorsey, Larry Ellison Signal, where they just respond to each other with, like, rocket ship emojis and, like, totally. flaming emojis. I mean, with that kind of money and power, they could probably get, like, their own gifts made. I mean, they probably, they, I, if, you know, if I were a trillionaire, which is what Elon, I think will Trillion be the first, with the, with the first, now I am going to say something controversial to you and you know Please me, do. I mean, Please do. and also like, I love that you're the artist, but you're slightly bougie. I mean, I mean, I mean, of course, unfortunately, podcasters can't see this shirt, which is, you know, 
it's says fantastic. it all. But uh, I am a little bougie. I'm like a. I'm, I mean, I like to find. I don't think I have no problem with rich people having their money. I don't believe this mantra of people shouldn't have that much money. I do believe that rich people should have to pay taxes at the same rate that I have to pay. I don't know why my tax rate should be, you know, exponentially higher than Jeff Bezos, but agreed. But I'm agreed. all for them having all the money in the world. I just want them to do funny fucking fun things with them. And honestly, the two people in my life that I've seen that have had the most fun with having money are Larry Ellison and Elon Musk. And right. I'm I'm here for it. I'm like have fun. Like but not at the risk of like screwing democracy. And I think the point that people are now trying to make is that Twitter has been so far sort of in the camp of the left. Mm. And like, that's like the left are feeling like it has to be there. If it's not used to the way they see it, then it's, they're going to, you know, be sick about it. And I think Elon, I don't really feel Elon. And again, I'm, I'm speaking just based on what I've read and small experiences. I don't think he would attribute himself as any one party. I think he's, he's beyond a party line. I think he just thinks of things in, in very different terms. I don't think that's safe necessarily like free speech. Like, does this mean we can talk about like, you know, ma'am, Nambla, like, you know, men are talking about their (laughs) love of, of little boys. I don't think that's what we're talking about here, but I don't know what the future holds. (laughs) We don't know what the future holds. I feel, I mean, the whole sort of like free speech, who says what, what can you say anymore? Set of questions is really, it's fascinating. The funny thing is, of course, is so much of it is like being acted out on Twitter and then in the group chat and then back on Twitter and then in the group chat. But I just feel nervous. That's my, I feel nervous. I don't want to see. I don't disagree. Yeah. I feel a little bit nervous. I don't want to see any tweets from former presidents. Right, right. Well, that is the question is, are they going to let Donald Trump back on? And it's interesting because everything I hear contradicts, people contradict themselves on it. Like um, our, our, our darling Kara Swisher had Jimmy Kimmel on her Sway podcast the Mm -hmm. other, the other week. And it's such a great podcast, but Jimmy Kimmel in like the same breath. And I don't think he even noticed it is like telling people to not be on Twitter, like not letting people say like, you can choose not to follow them and that's fine. And then I don't think we should ban people. But in the same breath, he's like having Donald Trump back on Twitter would be bad. And it's sort of like, well, we have to sort of pick a lane. I don't know how does that go, but I I agree with both points. I will say, and I'm a liberal, you know, I am, I'm as liberal as they come though. I'm maybe, I guess not as they come because there's some people who have prominent celebrities, the same people that said, I'm moving out of America when Donald Trump was elected and surely they did not. They're the same people now that are saying, this is an outrage. You'll never see me on Twitter again. Right. They haven't necessarily deleted their Twitter accounts. They just Mm. are, you know, they're sulking in the corner somewhere. I, you know, the same, the same, same folks did that over Trump, right? Like we're going to go to that, whatever, whatever, what is it? Free social. I don't even know what it's called. The truth social, the the (laughs) alternative, the alternative to Twitter that, that Donald Trump's people created. Oh God. I Um, I don't know. That's that I don't, I don't need a newsletter. Yeah. You don't want to go in the truth social. So, you know, there, there's all this blow hardness and it's just, it is like this extreme. What are your thoughts on the people who are just like, I'm out and temper. I mean, I think they're all like attention seeking, right? Like the, the, what I find kind of, confusing is that Twitter is a, what is it? 
right? It's like, is it entertainment? Is it a news gathering website? It's everything to everybody, right? Or what I like about it is the kind of always onness of it, right? Which is like what we have become habituated to anyway with all of our socials. But like, it's like not, it's not a place for meaningful dialogue. So the idea of like quitting it feels a little unnecessary. Like you're not doing it any, you're not doing the thing you think you're doing anyway. So like stay on, don't stay on. doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And I just, I just feel like everybody now it's just, I honestly, I wonder, and I do love my Twitter. I get so much, I mean, from my job, forgetting about opinions, just for my job to be able to have an insight into what people are thinking and saying, like what journalists are thinking, where they're, what their stories are, how to contact them, how to communicate with them, other thought leaders, like just to have an, uh, it's like having a crystal ball and being able to see like, wow, I, it's not, it's not anyone's guess. I don't have to wait till they write something. I can actually see what their, their dialogue logging and and you know it's really hard though I think to be a journalist in this day and age to not have bias because yeah. you're just sort of you know so anyway my point is I don't know if not having Twitter would be the worst thing like if we could just start right. back like I just don't know and it's funny because back to Jack Dorsey's tweet yesterday everything in its right place which are very light on the lyrics by the genius Tom York and Radiohead mm-hmm. but the sort of chorus is yesterday I woke up sucking on a lemon yesterday I woke up sucking on a lemon and it's just and now everything and it's in it's in in its right place I there's so much deepness there I can't even and also I cringe eye roll and like I just cringe eye roll are we living in a simulation I mean maybe and like I don't care if you're sucking on a lemon but I do think the irony is that Tom York is like how the fuck did I get in the middle of right. this with you douchebag billionaire guys who are off there like pretending to be something that I've never, ever been about? So, you know, I don't know if it, it's the least rock and roll thing to be connected to. I would if I were Tom York, I'd be please stop using me. Please yeah. don't use my music. It would be the same as if my art, my music was used at Donald Trump's fundraisers. Please don't oh, do gosh. that. Please, please don't, don't please do stop. that. Um, But speaking of sucking on a lemon, do you see like my segue? Amazing. Sucking on a lemon is sort of how I feel right now as we uncover more of this Johnny Depp, Amber Heard stuff. And you touched on something, Candy, because it's like, what can we say anymore? Right. I do think there is some truth to say that we live in this like ultra woke world where everything we said or everything we did or everything we may have liked on Twitter or retweeted at one point or said 10 years ago is come up and, and used against us. And I don't, I don't agree with that. I think people evolve. I think people change, but it's the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard stuff is interesting because we sort of were confronted with this breakup and accusations back in like I think it was like 2016, 2017, which mm. is right in the beginning of the Me Too stuff. And it seems to me, and I say this knowing that I'm, people can come after me, but at that time, every road that I was sort of being pointed down was in support of Amber Heard without having any knowledge of no facts, nothing, or even, even when audio started coming out or video showing that, well, at least she was certainly 
not an innocent party in some aspects. It was still, we believe the women, we believe women, women, when they claim abuse, we believe them full stop. Mm. That was the, that was sort of the understanding. Do you remember it that way? I do. I think I mentioned this to you before about this because I, once again, I have been offline for the last couple of days and I like, I'm like, oh, Johnny Depp and and Amber Heard, that's still happening. And then I read your newsletter and then I saw the memes and the talks with the giant things of, was it like giant tumbler? Mega pint, mega mega pint. Which was hilarious. And yeah, the lawyers are giving us incredible memes on both sides. Thank you. Thank you, lawyers. And so, like, I only remembered the vague outlines and that I did remember some stories coming out about, like, physical violence, you know, like a physical altercation between them. Right. Yeah. So she accused him of of physical abuse and then it went into this whole sort of domestic abuse thing. And then the trial is a result of Johnny initially suing her, Amber Heard, for an op-ed I guess it's libel or is it slander? I don't know. But for an op-ed that she wrote that was published in the Washington Post about being a survivor of domestic abuse. Now, the tricky Mm. thing is she never mentions his name, which I think makes it really tricky in that sort of case. But that's why the lawsuit is filed in Virginia, where the Washington Post headquarters is. So I think it's like, even though it's a civil suit, but it's like Amber's suit. I don't know if Washington Post is. It's all very like complicated. Mm. But then she countersued and now he opted for it to be broadcast, which I thought was really interesting. But Howard Stern made a really good point this week because Howard is not having mm-hmm. any of it from either of them. But Howard's like, the theatrics are crazy. The overacting, right. the the accent that Johnny, a boy from Kentucky, has sort of picked up on and um, taken. And he's sort of doing the, the this, you know, exaggerated sort of mm. cross between gonzo journalist to Keith Richards kind of thing. And, but then he's, and he's very theatrical and making sort of gestures and jokes and getting the jury to laugh. And I mean, it's all very much, it's just, of course he wants it televised because that's where he's most comfortable and he's, he can turn an audience, but Mm. the tides have turned. And according to like, all social media that I've seen and I've messed around with my algorithm candy as much as I possibly can. I am still fed almost exclusively pro Johnny Depp TikToks, pro Johnny Depp tweets. There was a report that came out that apparently there was some uh, sort of bots being used with regards to Amber's defense. And Mm. they found that 11% of the tweets were from fake accounts on both sides, but the majority of those 11% were in favor of Amber Heard. Mm. Fascinating. God, that's wild. Yeah. Wild sort of stuff going on around the sidelines. And, um, but it's interesting because now, you know, we're in 2022, 2017, it was all like, doesn't matter. Don't care that the evidence proves nothing. Like it's, we support Amber. She's been abused. He's a bully. How dare you? We are going to protest him being in movies. He gets dropped from films. He gets dropped from everything to now. I think, is it a, is it an, Is it just because people are now just exhausted with this cancel culture or is it because we went so far one way now we're going to the other extreme? Like, I I think that's such an interesting question. I don't really know I can speak to it with any real understanding of what, you know, like what, where we are in the culture. I do think it's the case that all of these things can be true at the same time, right? Like he can be abusive. She can be abusive. 
they can be abusing each other. They could be locked into some sort of like, you know, constant, awful, toxic dynamic, which definitely sounds like the case. But it is really interesting that they are having this incredibly public, incredibly kind of complicated, like theatrical thing. Yeah. In the, in breakdown. The, and then today yeah. it came out, I guess they had two psychiatrists or analysts that came out on the stand and diagnosed Amber with Ooh. like bipolar disorder and like hypersensitivity disorder, basically saying Mm -hmm. that she's got real issues that are clinical and textbook with, and that she manipulated and lied and that she was um, able to like imprint on people. It was like all the, how she dresses will be to get people to sort of, uh, she doesn't have her own personality. She sort of mimics others. It was really interesting. I find it all fascinating and sad. And, but at the end of the day, I think, think they both have issues. They both have Mm -hmm. substance abuse issues. They probably have psychiatric issues. I imagine being that famous for that long with that many substances can be really detrimental to one's mental health for Johnny. But like my gut is Johnny will have a career after this and Amber won't. And that's, that's a man woman thing. Don't you think? I definitely think that's true. I have to admit that I don't really know what Amber heard like her claim to fame is that's not to diss her. It's really, I just don't think I know that she, well, first of all, you know, she's a lesbian. I don't know that she's a lesbian. Is she a lesbian? So she, she was with women before she got with Johnny and then Mm. she was with Johnny and then she was, apparently again I'm just saying what has been reported that she had allegedly allegedly had a relationship with James Franco and Elon during her marriage (gasps) and then when the marriage broke up she ended up with Elon and then that didn't last and she's with somebody now she's with a woman who got thrown out of court last week for manipulating the trial in some way. And she's with this woman that a lot of my people know from um, the music world. I honestly don't even remember, but apparently everybody that I've, I've talked to that knows her um, has unkind things to say about her, but somebody who likes to be in the middle of things. So anyway, so Amber's back on that, but I don't, she was in a movie with Johnny is just how they met, but her biggest movie to date was as my God, David, do you remember that movie? The our trusted producer, the the Jason Momoa Aquaman. Is that right? Yeah, she played Aquaman's love interest, Mira. Mira in Aquaman. Yeah, which oh, I, I never s- saw Aquaman. It wasn't. I love Jason Momoa, so I will watch everything. I mm. didn't like this movie simply because it made no sense when they were underwater. Her <laughs> hair did not like go where your hair goes if you're swimming. I don't care if you're You're like fact check, fact check, fact check, mermaid or human hair does not stay in your perfectly quaffed like waves and like just does what they did. Like the CGI really pissed me off, just really pissed me off. And I felt they had zero sexual chemistry. Oh, interesting. So don't you think it's weird not to um, derail us back or whatever? Fifty Shades of Elon. And there's a really funny meme going around on Twitter because there's this picture of Elon and Ghislaine Maxwell. And so somebody was saying like somebody said, imagine spending 40 billion dollars to just keep this this photograph off Twitter. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, Fifty Shades of Elon is true. I, you know, what is next? Is it the, they're all, all roads are connected and it does make you think that we're living Simulation. in a fucking matrix. Yeah, Simulation. it is. It's wild. That Tesla is nice though. I, I know. I you know, really happy about that. I, you have a car in, as a New York city person, yes, I'm yes impressed to say, but that's to get, as we New York city people a Subaru. to get out. Subaru. Sorry. <laughs> Such a cliche. My love. I love you. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a Subaru. nice Subaru. Oh, love it. Love my Subaru. And you know, I drive a Jeep Wrangler, which I love though. Which is also it, fantastic. But you haven't seen my new one and it's really nice and I love it. It is the antithesis of like what Elon is all about. It is a is true it gas miles a gallon? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, in fact, when, when I was with him in, in Europe this summer and a group of us and he clearly doesn't remember me because two weeks later he was like, hi, who are you? But anyway, we were on vacation <laughs> together, uh, but no problem. I know I'm super forgettable. He was like very uh, confused. No, I take issue with that statement. Uh, he was very confused as to why I drove a Jeep and I was trying to change the subject because somebody was like, she drives a Jeep Wrangler. I was trying to change the subject, which he like, I saw, I, I just want him to do this. Basically, this is my plea to Elon. Now that you've bought Twitter and you've built amazing cars and you're taking us to Mars and doing space tour, not tourism like the others, but real like transport, which I think is interesting and very important. But you know what I really want Elon to focus on? And I don't, this is a plea. I do know this. I do know this. And I am, I'm with you on this. I want Elon to put the rest of your fucking billions of dollars into technologies or medicine or whatever is necessary, food, whatever it is to elongate the lives of our pets. Is this an idea that I, I feel, and I know people are working on it. I put this out on Twitter a couple of weeks ago and I got, apparently mm -hmm. there's a female entrepreneur that's doing something really interesting, but like it needs capital. And I would, I would urge Elon and the billionaires. I know so many billionaires are listening to this right now, please. I would of literally course advocate for, I would give up everything to elongate the life of potato and the lives of my, my, the children, mm -hmm. the furry animals of my friends, dogs, yep. Four legs cats everywhere. in particular. Yeah. Four legs. Everywhere. Yeah. One does, one does wonder, one does wonder why, why he does what he does with his almost trillion T T trillion dollars. I, I don't know what his point of view is. I think that's what's terrifying to everybody. People just mm -hmm. don't know. He doesn't fit into any mold. He doesn't. He's not a Republican. He's not a Democrat. He's not a libertarian. He's not, you know, I mean, though some of them would like to claim him as their own, whether you're David right. Sachs or you're a Trumpy person, you might claim him as his own. I don't think Elon has allegiance to anybody but Elon. I mean, that's a, that's a vibe, as the kids say. It's a real vibe. I know. It's a vibe. Speaking of vibes, um, I just want to switch gears. I will say I have... I have become like, I know that I love my, Tim, you know, my love for Timothy Chalamet, Timothy. Oh it runs deep, deep, deep. But I, I have to say I am, I am shook by Harry Styles and Lizzo at the second <gasps> weekend of Coachella. I can't stop watching them. I can't stop watching him dance. I can't stop watching her sort of like, I mean, her whole thing, you know, I cried at her show at Radio City. I know. I know that was like a real, I remember like, talking to you after that. I was it very, was, I just love Lizzo. I find her every, everything mm. she, her talent knows no bounds. She's just remarkable in every which way. But yeah. she even was like, I think moved beyond anything by how like 
delicious Harry Styles is on stage. Like incredible performer, like literally like you wonder what, um, like what could make a human being so captivating. I mean, we haven't had somebody like that in our, in a, in a long, long, Mm-mm. long time. No, we have not. That. No, we have not. And we deserve him. We, we deserve him. him. We deserve him. We deserve He's him. such like a palate cleanser to what's happening. He and Lizzo were my palate cleanser. Like I find myself like when I doom scroll, I then switch over when I doom scroll on Twitter, I then switch over to TikTok and I'm like, ah, oh, mm-hmm. my, my like blood pressure goes down and I'm fed. Self-care, Brookie. Self-care. Yeah. You know yeah. It. I mean, China you know is it. dumbing me down and maybe that's what they were all about. But Lastly, did you see my favorite TikTok besides Lizzo and Harry Styles was this, um, uh, the sea shanty song has made a comeback, which you hear it. It won't leave It's like head. a hearkening back, a ye hearkening. And then the, what the, and it was, a, it's come out in different resurgences and socials. And now we're at it again because this really amazing creator did this mind meld of where it's him in like six different colored sweatshirts like replica he's he's filmed it in a way is that and then the sweatshirts start to change color but it's so subtle that you're like he's standing at the front of the the pyramid if you will and he's wearing the green sweater and the guy his version of him next to him is wearing like a blue sweater and the on their side of him is a red sweater but then those colors change and it really i have spent I mean, hours and hours and hours watching that. One day when the tongue is done, we'll take our leave and go. And then, did you watch any of the TikToks that were in the newsletter this week? Yes, I, I watched the Johnny Depp ones, of course. I also watched the one where the woman hit her hip. Oh yeah, that was really funny. Was, we talked about I that love, last week. I love that stuff. There, my my other favorite TikTok that has become a huge trend is the auto tune rap that uh, journalist Louis Thoreau apparently did in an interview, and I'm still trying to make out mm. what the interview was, but it's like I'm um, jiggle jiggle, and it's hilarious. And it has a lot of time in my brain and I can't stop thinking about it and watching the video and then all the different takes on the jiggle, jiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Um, He's talking about his fiat. It's like the whole thing is perfect. And it's like why I love TikTok. My money don't jiggle, jiggle. It folds. I'd like to see you wiggle, wiggle. For sure. Make me want to dribble, dribble. You know, ride it in my fiat. You really have to see it. Six feet two in a compact. No slack. Oh, love TikTok. Love it. Why doesn't Elon Musk buy TikTok? Well, then did you? So, so the last bit of that is Jeff Bezos then like had to jump oh in yesterday with his fucking take. I know. I'm like, come on, babe. Jeff Bezos came in and was like, does this basically implying that like this is China, like this Chinese manipulation? And basically, I don't I'm not going to read his tweet, but implying that Elon is in bed with China, like this is some sort of Chinese yes. like super move. Is that where we're going now? And I, I don't, I mean, there, everybody has a conspiracy theory. I don't know. Maybe they're all right. Maybe they're all wrong. But, but if Elon did then try to buy TikTok, then, then all roads go back to Jeff Bezos being right on that one. you're like, oh shit. Mm. Baby, we're moving into my favorite, the end segment (gasps) of the pod. Okay. I'm so ready. Okay. I'm so ready. I told you when we, when we jumped on Mary make out, I guess we could say make out, marry, murder, whatever order you're in. It could be animal, vegetable, mineral, idea, whatever. 
Okay. The I consciousness of the world. Make out, I would be Harry Styles. Yeah. I mean, every right? single one of my guests has said that. So yes. I mean, I think it's obvious. Mary would be Bridget Everett, as you know, forever fan. You and I have seen her many times together. Oh, I love this. I, I'm out of left her, field. Mary, Bridget Mary, Everett. Mary. And Kill, I guess it would be Bezos. <laughs> oh, murder. <laughs> murder. <laughs> murder. 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 I, it would probably be Bezos. Interesting. Of all the billionaires we mentioned, you just went right in oh, for that one. I like it. No, I I'm know. taking it. Well, I feel like we talked so much about Elon. I just, I want to see how it all shakes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I'm not really, you know, Bezos. Yeah. Okay. I would marry, and I've just, I've, I, or sorry, make out. I would make out, obviously Harry Styles is where I've gone the every time, but I'm going to make out with Louis Theroux. The Ooh. hot rapper on TikTok. Hot rapper. British journalist. Hot journalist rapper. <laughs> I don't know. There's something really no. compelling about him in that. And mm. I find myself very intrigued and, um, you know, I'm listening. Titillated. I'm titillated. Titillated. I would, I would marry, God, uh, uh. Mm, I would marry, probably marry because you know me, I'm a rock star girl. I love those dark, dark artists. So I would marry Tom York and just be brute, like, Mm -hmm. you know, morose. You'd support him through the use of his song for. Yeah. And I, I would, I would wipe those tears away and I would murder Jack Dorsey's tweets. (laughs) I also, I don't care about Jack Dorsey. I I don't care about him as a person, but those tweets. um, I would murder them. He must have. He must have taken that article debunking intermittent fasting very hard. Is what oh, I thought. Oh, you think he's like super depressed about that? Yeah, because he's been doing it. Isn't that his thing? Yeah, guys. So just uh, we'll end on this. Everybody for like there was the the trend du jour for a while was the intermittent fasting, which I intermittent fast all the time. It's called when mm. I sleep. And that is when I fast. It's snoozing. Yeah. I do not eat when, when I'm in bed. And that is my rule. And it's, you know, it's fine. I'm not going to be a size two and I'm okay. But celebrities have really uh, leaned into it. I guess it means they like eat smaller later. I, I don't even know. They don't eat, don't eat in eat, between. Eat, it's just to yeah. me, it's perpetuating bad eating habits and eating disorders. And Jack Dorsey is a big proponent of, you know, all of the that stuff from meditating, which I am a fan of, to to mm-hmm. intermittent fasting, which goes into probably like days of not eating. And then they recently came out with a study that said that there's no difference in intermittent fasting than calorie cutting at all. At all to one's nope. body, the psychology of the body to the to the care of the body. Uh, mm-hmm. My doctor, Dr. David Agus, does not. He's like you. This is when you eat. Don't snack. Eat three meals a day and eat as local as you can and eat as fresh as you can. The, the sooner it's been pulled out of the ground, the better it is for you. And there you go. Done Dr. and dusted. David for the win. Dr. Dr. David, David Agus, my, my doctor, who is also the doctor of many people you mentioned uh, on this pod. Um, but he's the best and I love him and he saved my life. So with that, Candy, let's do this again. Oh, anytime. I will see you Monday for nachos. Thank goodness. In New York Nacho City. Nacho Monday. Nacho Monday. Love you, I love you. And guys, thank you so much. This has been Pop Culture Mondays on Thursdays. Bye. Woo! Pop culture.